I'm ready. I did my research now. I understand now. I, I walked into that movie with no background, and then I was like, oh, I need to do that. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. uh, hello, and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the stormy skies. Hello. Hello. And Hello. today is a very exciting day because as we hinted at on the mini show, which is not out at this time, <laughs> uh, we have a special guest this week. We have a page from the Debatable Podcast, which we were on a couple months ago. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hey, Paige. Hey. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm about to take my eyes off because I can't feel my foot now. <laughs> That's a good notification of switching off. Yes. Yeah. Switching off that ice when it gets gets numb. Are you alternating heat and ice? Yes. Awesome. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, sprained her ankle yesterday just in time for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was glorious. Which is fine because we're a podcast. We don't need to go out into the woods or anything. Right. <laughs> we don't need to go find the weird piles of rocks it's okay speaking of piles of rocks and going out into the woods that that happens to be the exact plot of the movie we're talking Weird. about crazy you guys are out of control over there <laughs> uh, anyway the blair witch project is a 1999 american supernatural horror film written and directed and edited by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. It is based on the purportedly true story of three student filmmakers, Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, and Joshua Leonard, who hike into the Black Hills near Burkittsville, Maryland in 1994 to film a documentary about a local legend known as the Blair Witch. Spoopy. I had no idea that it was actually meant to be set in 1994. I like yeah. never knew that Part. All I knew is it came out in 99. I mean, that kind of makes sense why one camera was black and white and one wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So I think the story goes, it's a little more touched upon in Blair Witch Book of Shadows. I think the tapes were found like closer to 1999, like they had been hidden in a wall somewhere in Burkittsville, Maryland. They were hidden under the foundation of the witch house, uh, allegedly, okay. according to the website. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, that's what I remembered. Um, and I f- always forget this movie was set in Maryland. Jacqueline, we should have gone while we were in D.C. <laughs> Go get lost in the woods of Maryland. Just walk east and you'll hit the beach. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't do that. Anyway. Just walk <laughs> east, guys. Walk east. Soon you'll be in Ocean City. Once you cross the bridge, <laughs> then you'll know exactly where you're at and you won't be lost anymore. Well, like, I think at one point I heard an airplane and I was like, Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Like, huh, well, you're not that alone. Right. Excellent. Well, that's that's even spookier that it took a long time for them to find it. Like, geez, they're still out there. Yeah. Right? Those poor kids. Yeah, they they died in the making oh of this documentary. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Oh, jeez. No. Oh, uh, so, so this movie just turned 21 years old it premiered at Sundance on January 23rd 1999. Um, Merrick and Sanchez conceived of a fictional legend the Blair Witch in 1993. They developed a 35 page screenplay with the dialogue to be improvised and it was we'll get more into this in production but there was no written dialogue 
And basically every morning the actors would get a note from the directors of <laughs> a vague outline of what was going to happen. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, and you can tell that, I guess we could just like slide right into acting like with that, like with that element is like, you can really tell that they are, are excellent at improvisation. Um, yeah. And you know what I mean? Because when you're watching it, it's kind of so natural the way they talk to each other that you can kind of like step back and be like, you know what? There's no way that the, this is scripted. There's no way they remembered yeah. all of this. Uh, um, but knowing that all of it is mostly just Im improvised and stuff that <laughs> it's so, oh, I, I love this movie. So that really just takes it to a whole another level for me. What I noticed watching it this time around, since this movie kind of started the whole trend of found footage horror movies, what all its predecessors, or uh, yeah, I think I'm using the right word. Oh yeah, um, I think. What, what it lacks, <laughs> yeah. what they lack is authenticity. And I think it's because they are over scripted. This movie felt so yeah. authentic. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like if you think of any other found footage, it's just, <laughs> it's so like, it, it's just not there. It's so forced and, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't like read a line and be like, I'm scared. This is the thing I'll say when I'm scared. Like, no, just be scared and say whatever you would say naturally or like do this or do that. Um, they also portray mm -hmm. the whole like, like epitome of I'm lost and my life is ending like mm -hmm. I don't know what to do I don't know where to go like yeah. that whole scene where Heather just like Josh just rails into her the reality of we are lost we have no food and she just like goes uh, 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 mm -hmm. uh, like she doesn't even know what to say and he's like well what do you want to do now and she's just like I just this is all I have now is this documentary and it's like yeah you hold on to the one thing that's just constant Mm -hmm. and for her it was that and that is probably like I was amazed at how well that went like it was, was very realistic it's not easy to portray like you're gonna die like <laughs> yeah you that's that's an amazing example because um you know it's it's so easy to put put yourself in their shoes and just like ignore it and keep going because what they're trying to do is like to keep going but he's really trying to be like well listen dude like we can keep going but still we're gonna fucking What's die out here it's, yeah. it's like sam i don't know if you like remember but how many days pass you know as the movie's going on three three yeah i think it's about three i think it's yeah i think heather and is it michael uh, yeah yeah they they <laughs> get the end in that house is like the yes. third night mm -hmm. okay yeah that's crazy so when they only packed for a night or two i yeah. was like y'all went to the woods and like packed for a night or two yeah that's mm -hmm. not very smart it, it is still a rookie mistake and it's it's funny that you say that too because they are rookies you know what i mean like in a way so that's kind of believable. Like they just were fucking around and now look where they're at. Yeah. Did they even tell anyone they were going out in the, into the woods or did yes. they just go? Yes. Cause Josh at one point said, yeah, it's fine if we stay an extra day because my girlfriend will know if I don't come home tonight or if I don't go to work tomorrow, there's a problem. Yes. Okay. So people did know. Okay. 
And they borrowed the equipment too, right? Yeah, from like someone's job. I think it was like the other guy. Yeah. Like every film student, they had to borrow their equipment. Of course. So they're all worked up about getting it back. (laughs) Yeah. So people knew whether they knew they knew or not, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's even like more terrifying too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, um, it is. And I feel like one other point I want to make because of what you brought up Paige uh, was like that, that realization that like they were going to die out there and like what really, I like you may disagree with this, but what really like hit home for me was whenever, I don't know if it was Mike or the other kid who started to just like scream help at one point. I forget what was, was happening. Mike. Yeah. Mike. And um, I was like, Oh shit, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what, what would have to push me to do that? Um, and so you really have to kind of, yeah, take a step back to put yourself in their shoes and just like, think of like, just like the, the raw fear of like, not knowing what to do next. Right. Awesome. What do you think, Sam? <laughs> because every, all their reactions are authentic to shit the directors were doing to them oh, yeah. during production. Yeah, that's true. I know moving segue and semi into story. Uh, according to filmmakers commentary, the unseen figure that Donahue is shouting about as he as she is running away from the tent is the film art director. My internet connection is unstable. <laughs> the unseen figure that <laughs> Donahue is shouting at running away from the tent is the film's art director, Ricardo Moreno, who is just wearing white long johns and a white white stockings and white pantyhose pulled over his head and I and I don't think she was made aware that he would be out there when she left the tent so that is real fear that we see on her face and um they were supposed to catch him on camera and it was supposed to be revealed that that was the Blair Witch herself but they never reshot the scene because the cameraman forgot to pan to the left is it the scene at the end when they run out and then when they're running, mm-hmm. she's, like, she's like, what the fuck is that? Is yeah. that yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm always like, what does she see? Right. Yeah. Um, and we never know, which is extra but mysterious. Then at the same time, too, I feel like that would be a reaction of running with a camera. Your head would look, but you wouldn't move the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty, like, that's a realistic oh. thing to do. Like, oh, my God, what's that? But then keep, like, everything else is moving in a different direction. So. Yeah. That's, yeah. so, that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. And that is, I think that's a like testament to the time being 1994. Mm-hmm. Like today, that absolutely would have been caught on camera because we're more programmed to move with our camera when we're recording shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's very true. We have to remember too, she's in panic mode. Yo, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah like the fight or flight and she's a flight oh for sure (laughs) for sure for sure she just she goes flying and then dude yeah that's when we get the iconic uh crying into the camera scene that if she improv that props to you that's amazing yeah Yeah. because one i was trying to see if those were real tears or not they were real so two (laughs) what did they do to her or tell her or what she was thinking about to have that just be continuous yeah because like wow it, it was it's of course like the most iconic scene of the whole movie i think because of just like the video of just like the top of her face um which is like when she that finally one eye. yeah yeah and she like finally 
like is able to become in touch with her fate, which is she has no fucking idea, but it's not looking good. That's <laughs> basically what that is. Um, so yeah, that that's that's another one of my favorite scenes because after that it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. It's really like that peak mm-hmm. before the climax just like plummets. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> so moving on into story, Paige yeah. has never seen this movie before. <laughs> yeah, so this authentic, like, first-time discussion on it, which is so cool. Yeah. So tell me, Paige, what did you think of the overall story? I I thought it was fantastic because it's it, it just summed up to me how anyone can go look into like a mythical story about anywhere and then they just decided okay i want to go see if this is real Mm -hmm. let's go Mm -hmm. and just the way the plot fit in with how it was filmed just made it so much better and so much more realistic than watching a gory bloody filmed horror film like (laughs) oh yeah uh nice yeah and it was really good like it didn't go too fast it didn't really go too slow it it moved along the way it should Mm -hmm. um i was a little concerned at first that the fact that it was filmed like they were doing the documentary that it was just going to be a lot of them walking around Mm -hmm. and i think they cut it out enough that it kept you in suspense but didn't bore you at the same time that's an excellent like uh description of like the pacing i i can't agree more it's awesome this movie is about 82 minutes long which is perfect they apparently shot 20 hours worth of footage and cut it down to 82 minutes man it feels so much longer too when you're watching it just it just like entrances you like you feel like you're in the woods with them hiking through trying to figure out if this witch is real or not (laughs) yeah absolutely and and what a great point you bring up of just like people who are just like you know what let's go find out if it's real we'll make a fucking movie about it I mean like Mm -hmm. they were film students of course that's fine if it's a project but there really are just like it it, today it's like part of our culture just like you know let's go film shit because it's so easy Mm -hmm. um uh and I yeah. think that's one of the more one of the authentic aspects of this movie is every town has its creepy urban legend page. I know you're in Virginia, like I am, and Virginia is just riddled with haunted locations. Oh, yeah. So oh, yes. urban legends. Yeah. <laughs> Such an old state. Yeah, it's so cool. Yep. I've also done the uh the the like Salem witch walk Ooh. before. Oh wow. Where they like walk you through Salem. In That's Boston. so cool. I've wanted like, to do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Except it was really cold, so mm. nobody wanted to be there. So like yeah. we kind of blazed through it. Yeah, but... like rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But it's still pretty cool. That is cool. Um. So yeah, uh, in case anyone else out there is like Paige who hasn't seen the Blair Witch Project, a bunch of film student, uh, three film students go into the woods to explore the urban myth of the Blair Witch to see if she's real or not. And then they all die, respectively. Yes. After getting lost in the woods. Um, Yeah. Very simple. 35-page screenplay, all improv. Absolutely awesome. That's about it. 
the only yeah. like other pertinent thing to really discuss is is the Blair Witch actually real or were there just locals in the woods fucking with them? So <laughs> <laughs> most people that mess with other people don't go to the extent of here's your friend's teeth at your doorstep. <laughs> your doorstep. Well, your tent flap. I guess. Yeah. Well, how do we know those were really his teeth? They didn't have dental records with them. It was wrapped up with the strips from his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, even if you're just messing with someone, where are you getting teeth from? Dental There's, school? Was there other stuff in there too, other than teeth? I think I at one point they get a tongue or a finger, don't they? I think it's a tongue, Sam. I think you're right. Yeah. Because I and think you can yeah. you can easily yeah. buy tongue at your local. Yeah, butcher. Sam, you That's sure can. <laughs> That's very true though. However, human teeth are very different than other animal teeth. So I didn't fully look into like, oh, are those real human teeth or not? But like they weren't shark teeth or anything bizarre either. My my premise on it was at first I thought it was a bear. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that but then I was twist. like, mm, bears don't give you teeth. <laughs> so not that. And then my other thought was it was a cult mm-hmm. that they were getting too close to. They would definitely mess with them then if it was a cult, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like you would have to have more than one person. Yes. Especially at that end scene where you can still see Mike. Yes. And she gets knocked in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to need more than because, like, she was upstairs. There's yeah. no way she wouldn't have heard another person. There's no way she wouldn't have seen that other person. So, like, there would have had to be more than one. Exactly. I think it was the witch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think the witch is real? You don't think it's just rednecks fucking with them? No, like, it's Maryland Woods. I really don't think so, man. Think really? really you, don't, you don't think people in Maryland are fucking with them? Not Maryland. in Maryland. 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 Not in Maryland. <laughs> Maryland I didn't know Maryland had the woods <laughs> for the longest time like yeah they're how- one acre of woods that we keep going west and are still stuck in it yeah it's like someone's backyard <laughs> like, <what the> fuck? <laughs> well like she's straight up like yeah we're walking on the walking trail you know what I mean like so it's not like yeah. Virginia woods or Pennsylvania woods which is where I am if you fuck around you'll like get shot by a hunter or you will get lost yeah so true so I think it was the witch, Sam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And How do you explain I the just, witch house, I just, Sam? I just remembered that you can absolutely buy fake teeth. They didn't have wish.com back in the day, but wish.com sells fake teeth. Well, Sam, like, it was Halloween when they were doing the filming. Remember yeah. when they were in town, there was like Halloween decorations? So, you know, maybe maybe they went to Party City and got some fake teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Birkinsville Party City. <laughs> um, no, I think or it they was just went the, to the local morgue. And just... Yeah, the local morgue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that the one lady they interviewed, the crazy Bible thumping lady, she mm-hmm. probably has some fake teeth laying around. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. Maybe she's the witch. Yeah. And even if it was wrapped, in, even if they were wrapped in his flannel shirt, it was 94. Everybody had flannel shirts in 94 yeah but it's it's good to have two sides of like someone who's skeptical and someone who does believe that they found what they were looking for because she was ready to like reveal herself on that day yeah the third day i do wonder had they not 
accidentally fucked up that shot where we're supposed to see the quote-unquote Blair Witch mm-hmm. if the debate of whether or not she was actually real or if just people were fucking with them um, would exist. That's a good question because I never ask people after they watch it like do you think it was the witch or something else because I never like considered that it would be anything else so I just never asked anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just like everybody knows it's the witch. <laughs> Because, you know, I won't lie, when I go for hikes and stuff with my friends, I'm tempted to take a break and make those weird stick bundle things and tie them to trees <sighs> to freak out college that's students. Fucked that's fucked up. <laughs> well, like, it was funny when they, they found all the, the ones hanging from trees and stuff. And I'm like, y'all never been like a Boy Scout or Girl Scout where you gotta go make lean-tos in the woods all the time? <laughs> like, those just randomly are everywhere in the woods. Like, so why is this any different? Like, Yeah, little lean-tos, jacks. <laughs> Like, I had to do that as a Girl Scout. I was like, yeah, in the woods. Okay, go make a lean-to. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they found that. And they found, like, the piles of rocks and stuff. Which I guess, like, yeah, I feel like we kind of graduated from, like, something that, like, okay, I guess that could have been there. Someone maybe was bored or that just is naturally there. And then we've cr- graduated to, like, bundles of sticks and then, like, the scary person mm-hmm. voodoo stick area where they were like everywhere and like hanging from the trees and shit well like that one that one part where they i think it was like the first or second night where they camped out their tent and then the next morning she walks out and she goes these three pile of rocks were not here yesterday and josh was like how do you know it was dark and i'm like you know he has a valid point because let me tell you if you step on a rock pile you're not going to put your tent on top of it you're going to put your tent around it so like Uh, that's a good point yeah so it it actually leaves the audience like really like unsure like what actually is it so that really like stokes the mystery of it a lot like Mm -hmm. was it on purpose was it an accident was that put there was it just there it's awesome the townies knew that they were looking for the Blair Witch and Mm -hmm. even though the uh, documentary shows that the townies are super friendly and nice they're a cult (laughs) see yeah Get out of my oh, town. Shit, the whole town. Ooh, the whole town is on it. <laughs> I mean, the town Ooh. used to be called Blair. So and how that's many, why was it they named for the witch or was the witch? Yeah. Or go look for them when they didn't come back in like a day either. Yeah. Like, yeah, that they should have come like come looking for him. But yeah, so how many people live in Burkittsville? Right. Ten. 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 <laughs> they 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 interviewed half the town. Yeah. <laughs> Population 151. It's oh. actually a village in Maryland. It's called a village. It's historic village. See? I'm sure they get a lot of obnoxious tourists going there for the Blair oh, yeah. Witch. Oh, ab- absolutely. They, Which they, means sure. now, now in real life, there are probably actual locals who fuck with people who go into the woods. Oh, I would. See? Because I know, um, I know yeah. locals who live near, you know, well-known haunted places sometimes will fuck with people i know there's that haunted road in new jersey that (laughs) when you drive down a pair of headlights will start tailgating you and it's very scary but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's just a local fucking with you because they know the urban legend too and they know you're probably driving down that road to get scared yeah like um it's so funny that you like mentioned stuff like that where people are just like fucking with you on purpose because whenever they were filming this it's it just like the the way they they did it where they just like 
were like scaring the actors essentially to get that it it just feels like Mm -hmm. they were just like living in a like a haunted trail like a haunted hayride and they were stuck out there and the actors are just scaring them and they're getting like these authentic responses yeah well it was really funny uh so my roommate is a marine and he walked by at one point and he goes and this is why they train us at night time So it's funny when I read that they were like, oh, yeah, the producer used part of his military training to, like, haunt them through the woods. I was like, there it is. Excellent. (laughs) Interesting. So it's just, like, so realistic. Um, Mm. It could actually be done. Sam, what were you going to say? I was going to say it's like the house is October built. Oh, yeah. Which is another quasi found footage movie where the scare actor the scare actors are just fucking with the documentary people the whole time yeah yeah (laughs) because they're like annoyed because they're like breaking the rules and like doing bad stuff and like Mm -hmm. doing stuff they shouldn't be doing at the haunt and if you do that you have to pay the price which is being afraid even more (laughs) that is amazing it is (laughs) any other notes on story (laughs) i do have some other notes for a segment we don't usually do which is the marketing And since Paige is new to the whole Blair Witch thing, she may not know that this was the first movie that was primarily marketed on the internet. Oh. And the reason, the running joke is that the actors died during this is because that's how they marketed it, is that these actors were still missing and Mm -hmm. this is is the footage of their last three days (laughs) known. And people believed it. Even on IMDb, they were credited as heather donahue parentheses missing yeah and the, the website's still still up mm-hmm. the Blair Witch website um which is the website that like makes you think that it made people think that it was real you know it was like help find them and stuff like that it really did lead to a lot of debates in 98 and 99 whether or not this was an actual documentary or if it was a scripted film and of course it was a scripted film but it's still fun to play along because it is, it's such a well-done found footage movie. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and naturally they had to, I, I know a lot of theaters had to put up warnings because I saw the same exact warnings when I went to see Cloverfield in theaters, that this is filmed with hand cam and you may get sick because people were actually getting sick due to the shakiness of the camera. Yep. That was my first thought when it started playing. I was like, ooh, so if you get motion sickness, you should not watch yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this this is considered the first movie to go viral because of its ad campaign. That's awesome. Which is hella impressive. And I stumbled a bit because I'm reading some of these off Wikipedia to make sure I get my facts right. I didn't I don't associate this movie with 1999 and Star Wars episode one, but apparently a 40 second trailer for the Blair Witch Project was shown before Star Wars episode. <laughs> That's so weird to me because I feel like this movie is older than the prequel twil- trilogy. <laughs> I, it, That's hilarious. what it feels like. That's crazy. Star Wars episode one came out in 1999. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you feel old? <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we can move into production. Uh, we There is an official number for how much this movie cost to make as of September 2016. The Blair Witch Project was budgeted to have cost $60,000 to make, and mm-hmm. it made a shit ton of money. I can't remember uh, the exact it number. It made $250 million. Thank you. Wide. 
damn, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> A shit ton of money <laughs> so it is one of the most successful independent movies ever made nice it is very scary and i like yeah. this movie a lot <laughs> <laughs> i was i was not expecting it. i as as i said i walked into it completely blind i i literally just put it in netflix and watched it and i was like nice what is this <laughs> that's so awesome i'm glad that we were your first experience with this movie so I'm glad that you watched it <laughs> me too I like it <laughs> it's, it's a good one I every time it, it, it like arrives on streaming um I just like flip my lid and whenever it came on Netflix I like freaked out and messaged Sam and I was like Sam it's on Netflix because it's so hard to track down when it's not streaming right so it's always this like a tiny gift when it is actually back on streaming <laughs> again so I didn't want to miss the opportunity so I'm glad that you're able to watch it. Sorry, I muted myself because I forgot to pay my insurance. <laughs> Awkward. Um, I'll, I will second that notion. If you hear random puppy whines, it's because I have a German Shepherd that apparently absolutely needs my attention right now. And because she's not getting it, she's like zooming around the house Aww. and into my lap. And she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> That's, that's adorable. Yeah. Oh, All right, Sam, while well, you're done paying your bills now. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> well, geez, I guess I'll have to talk about production. Uh, yeah, production notes. Okay. Um, I'll just talk until Sam's ready. So <laughs> production. Well, um, since this is found footage, of course, we're seeing it through the lens of a 1994 camera and then the black and white camera and then the night camera you know whatever they have and you know what it really is fantastic I don't need any type of like uh you know high-tech camera footage anything like that it really really works and it's really uh I'm, I'm glad that this was able to be the first found footage I'm glad someone like decided hey like I think that we should really go for this I know that Sam tells me that Cannibal Holocaust was technically before this regarding found footage but I never saw that movie. I'm sorry, but um, we should yeah. quit the horror review game. We we really ought to because mm -hmm. if we haven't seen that movie, we we suck at our jobs and we are we're, we don't deserve to review horror. I mean, if we haven't seen all of it, why, why should we even talk about it? Exactly. <laughs> so it's funny you Thank say you. that you didn't need the big effects and stuff yeah. because they actually filmed four alternate endings to this movie wow interesting because the original movie which is the original ending which is what they ended up sticking with mm -hmm. left audiences kind of confused and <laughs> disturbed so the i think the studio <laughs> wanted them to try other endings one of them was a bloodier ending and the one that i remember people talking about a lot is giant versions of the stick bundles they find in the tree like start chasing them and what? I think they, I think they intentionally made the alternate endings bad because they liked the original ending they shot. That's because the original ending actually relates to like, oh no, this could happen. And that's why it causes so much like, yeah, anxiety. Yeah. And I, I think it go really proves that you don't need a lot of special effects or even gore to make something super disturbing and memorable because... Mm -hmm. Now that Paige has seen it, she's going to know why everybody remembers the guy standing in the corner at the end. 
Yeah, so then my question about that, sorry to like side tangent. Yeah. Was he just like frozen there? Was he like like was there a stake holding him up? No, like, I have your I answer. I have your answer, oh, you guys. Yeah. Um, because in the beginning of the movie, they are talking to um some guy. I don't know if it was a fishing guy or like somebody else. Mm-hmm. And no, I think I don't think it was a fishing guy. It was like one of the dudes from the town, and he was talking about how one of the guys who lived up in the mountains uh like one day came down and said I'm done and then they found a bunch of bodies of kids up there that he had killed and he was discussing how he killed them and he said that he would make one stand and stare at the corner while he killed the other one because he didn't want the other one's eyes to be on him because he felt his eyes so that's why he was standing and staring into the corner because the guy it's supposed to be alluded to that he was possessed by the Blair Witch to do to kill like that so that is the answer. Um, I wondered that myself. <laughs> so I was like, he's just standing there, but I don't know if he's dead or not. And if he is dead, how is he still standing there? Right. <laughs> he's yeah. frozen with fear and the Blair Witch is like, look in the corner, you know, I don't know. Right. But like, I think that's what they were trying to like come full circle with that, uh, mm-hmm. that way to die. Yeah. Poor Heather. I know, I know. God, her <laughs> running through that house screaming his name. Like, dude, I would do that too. Like, she's so scared. Okay, first of all, Mike, you're dumb. Okay? He walked yeah. into a house with bloody handprints. Uh-uh, dude. Bye-bye. I know. You're gone. Like, <laughs> like, we need to find Josh. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's blood in here. I'm, I'm out. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's like, Josh is clearly dead. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Like, I know you didn't see the, I didn't, I, and then Heather stupidly follows him in there. Like, yeah. I think she accepted her fate at that point. Yeah, she's too like, scared to be alone. So mm-hmm. she just like, yep. go, she just goes where he goes. Because like, if you're so scared, like, why stand outside? What if the witch is outside? You know, like, you gotta just, just at least be with somebody else. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I dabble in urban exploration, but it's usually at least more than two people at a time. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just and it's case. like during the day yeah, oh, yeah. we we go during the day <laughs> good <laughs> we don't do nighttime things nope, we yeah don't. well i mean had we gone at night uh my friend's family used to own storage units that sat abandoned for like 15 years before they finally sold them and she kept this from us for 15 years so in their last few months in a, of existence we went there a few times to explore once just to see what it was like and then we went back with bolt cutters once we got permission from her parents and just <laughs> bolt cut all the locked units units because a lot of them were open some of them were still locked and we noticed one had a brand new lock on it cool. and so my boyfriend taught himself how to pick locks and he was able to <laughs> get that one opened because it was nice. brand new not rusted yet and we opened it i still have the video i think i shared it on our twitter last year when this happened, we mm-hmm. opened it and it was an apartment. Someone, a homeless person had started living in there. There was a like rain shower, a hammock, a propane heater, a gas mask so they wouldn't poison themselves with the propane. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness, that person thought that through. Yeah, yeah. so uh, naturally my friend freaks out. We close it, we lock it back up and then her parents sell the units and we're like, you know what, we should go back there and leave a note for him or something mm-hmm. to be and, like hey somebody else bought these you might want to leave yeah, yeah that's that's basically what she wrote him was <laughs> um hey it's cool that you're living here but we just sold this so 
you should probably leave before they tear it down. Yeah. And it was so sad. We found his to-do list while we were looking for a notebook or something to write that down. And it was Mm -hmm. get GED, uh, get on methadone. And it was like, we want you to like succeed, but these these units aren't going to exist in a few days. So nice. Yeah, I remember when you shared that with me on Snapchat. Oh yeah, I Snapchatted the whole thing. Hell yeah. Because it was spooky. (laughs) It was like a million snaps, but I watched them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to. Oh yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Nice. That's why you always take multiple people with you when you go urban exploring, because you could get killed by the Blair Witch or accidentally find a homeless man's apartment. Right. Yeah. And Sam and I know better than anyone, I think, that unlike Rachel Donahue, uh, you always have to stay on the trail. Yes. You never leave the trail. <laughs> or like Mike, don't kick the map into the creek, you dummy. <laughs> oh, my God, Mike. <sighs> like, I can't believe that he did that. But they really got so mad and scared. <laughs> the minute he said that, I just paused the movie and I was like, are you what are who are you yeah like just because you don't know how to read a map Mm -hmm. doesn't mean the other two don't right i don't get why they didn't bring someone with them that knew how to read a map knew how to like traverse and navigate even if they didn't have a map like if you're not experienced in the outdoors and going into the woods that should be someone you have on your documentary team i also side note to that like the fact that if anybody that's like 20 or younger were to watch this movie they would be genuinely perplexed at the fact that where is their phone yes (laughs) just call somebody (laughs) or just like why can't i just use like google maps (laughs) yeah like they actually had to use a map because there was no technology of that sort exactly well Sam, Heather said she insisted on being able to read the map and going in the direction they were going. And Heather said that she'd been there before. Um, I think I called her Rachel before, my bad. But um, she, so she insisted and like these dudes didn't question her because they didn't think they'd be in the woods for like more than a day, Mm -hmm. a day and a night. I mean, to be fair, she did get there, but I think her... uh relative relativity to time mm-hmm. was very bad oh yeah because it was like getting dark all the time like, she'd be like oh it's gonna take two hours and the next day <laughs> i know right she'd be like oh you have five more hours and we'll be there just keep going east or like north or wherever the hell they were going and yeah man it's like Ugh. i can understand the frustration but at the same mm-hmm. time like she had a relative idea where she was until you ditched the map like a dummy yeah yeah that that was a huge twist um but even if you lose the map it's not super hard to kind of navigate your way back because you can use the sun mm -hmm. as a directional tool no offense i don't think mike could do that yeah that's fair yeah like a sun (laughs) and like i think heather said that she also had like a compass too that she was using Mm -hmm. um there are other things that you can use um, and there are things that you can do while you're trekking in so you can look back mm-hmm. and go back the way you came. Um, but I think what made this movie extra scary, because even if they were to do stuff like that, um, like because of the spooky witch, 
like they were walking in circles. They kept coming back to the same log or, you know, they were just like aimlessly walking when they should have found something. They just found more woods. Um, right. And I, I think that that like, I like to think when I watch it that it's like the witch, like she's cast a spell, the woods are haunted and they can't get out now that they're in because they wanted to find her and she's going to make sure that they do. Also, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't she say at one point they were pretty close to the car? Um, Like, I think so, yeah. And I feel like at that right. point they're like, oh, this is the same log that we were at five hours ago and we walked in a circle or like something like that. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. If you think you're relatively close to the car, press that panic button. Just give yourself a sense of hope of maybe I'm close enough to the car. Yeah. That I can hear it. Mm -hmm. Like a good point. Yeah. To click mm -hmm. the buttons and stuff. And if you get like, if you, even if you don't, there are ways there are uh, known hiker things that you can do to try and be found by people. I was just watching a short YouTube video on Chris McCandles, the um, into the wild guy who Mm -hmm. died because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, He was pretty close to a well-known like hunter's trail. So if he had just set a big enough fire, not set fire to the woods, like his sister (laughs) says he would never do, just make a big enough fire that someone would see the smoke. Mm So there were a lot of leaves and a lot of sticks from the stick figures they found in the trees. They could have made a big old fire and maybe- And they were smoking. They have lighters. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have set fire to something (laughs) found. But they were too scared to light the fire because remember they said that the the two nights they lit the fire, they were bothered when they were sleeping. So they decided to not do any fire because they didn't want anyone to know where they were. Yeah, because that helped. They were fucking scared. Yeah, Yeah, and it helped. It just made it worse. (laughs) like shit yeah that's usually my thought process is i'm scared i'm not gonna light a fire i like the dark i like the dark (laughs) here's my thing i'm scared it's dark i'm gonna light a fire because most things don't like fire yeah Mm -hmm. yeah especially things that could eat you (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) any more production notes I don't think so. There were the four alternate endings. That's the big thing. Um, Apparently for the television premiere in October 2001 on the FX channel, two deleted scenes were reinserted during the end credits of the film, but neither deleted scene has officially been released. Oh, so one time deal. Yeah, that sucks. I was like, (laughs) no, I was eight in 2001. And how many people don't watch through the credits? a lot especially so how many on, people actually saw them not yeah. a lot not, especially not on cable tv i flip to the next thing and especially if it's not a marvel movie mm-hmm. <laughs> sam what is curse of the blair witch curse of the blair witch is a uh, mockumentary mm-hmm. that was released on sci-fi a couple <sighs> years following the release of the movie are or a few serious? months actually a few months following the release of the movie or actually it's I'm not actually reading what the Wikipedia says. Um, I'm looking at it. The backstory of the film is a legend fabricated by Sanchez and Merrick, which is detailed in Curse of the Blair Witch, a mockumentary broadcast on the Sci-Fi Channel on July 12th, 1999. Um, (laughs) So I think it came out before or technically after the movie because it premiered at Sundance. Mm -hmm. And then it went uh, nationwide on July 30th. So the mockumentary came out right before the theatrical release of the movie. 
probably just to amp up the hype that this is a real thing. Yeah. Wow. I was just like looking at stuff online. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Interesting. So that's pretty cool that they like went all in for the uh, the lore there, and I like that. Mm-hmm. It really paid off in the end. Oh, oh, absolutely! It's so scary. Oh, I love this movie. All right, well, I guess if we're done with production, we can move on to our segment on realistic aspects, and I think we've really discussed yeah. a whole oh, lot yeah. of them. Anything else that we didn't touch on? Any realistic aspects that we didn't discuss yet? Um, They kept them in the woods for three days, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so like, she was she actually sewing her pants back together? Yeah, like, probably. A needle like, and thread. Yeah, like that, I feel like that really portrays like they hadn't showered, they didn't eat, they were drinking water from who knows where. <laughs> yeah. Like... They were doing the real things. So I think that helped them react to things a lot better, too. They had very little communication with the production team. They just got a note every morning (laughs) outlining what's going to happen. Like, just the making of this movie sounds terrifying. Right? Yeah. It's like being stuck in an all-realistic, 100% scary, haunted attraction. Mm Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, uh, like, honestly, like, Lord of the Flies, where the kids get trapped on the island. Mm-hmm. And even though there's three of them, it shows how much, like, societal values just diminish when you don't eat or you don't have your nicotine. Mm-hmm. Like, or you oh, don't yeah. sleep a lot. Right. And you're just, like, fucking terrified and you, like, have yep. other, like, responsibilities, but you can't get to them because you can't get out and you can't get that communication out there so there's so much like anxiety building nice um i guess traveling with mike would be pretty bad oh my god mike the new kid was it wasn't he like the new one that they like yeah they just brought him along because he had the equipment i think josh literally said that at one point he was (laughs) like i just brought you along because you had the stuff and you knew how to use it yeah, he's the cousin your parents force you to include in everything. Yep. It's because he doesn't have friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would be more pissed if I was Mike then. The one time you have to go do stuff with your cousin mm-hmm. and you die. You <laughs> end up die. you end up put in a corner by the Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. And you but, starve first. You eat a leaf. Eat the leaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I guess just the idea that, because it is pretty spooky that there's just a cemetery in the middle of the woods that's been abandoned. And that is like a real thing that exists in America. Jeez, that is really scary. Um, So like that house that they find, oh yeah, that's a pretty normal occurrence, especially up north because Mm -hmm. of the Underground Railroad. There's just houses in the woods because at one point it was used for human trafficking essentially yeah wow um so like that's a normal occurrence where i'm from is you can go in the woods and you just find a house and it's just there <laughs> so scary yeah um it's just really creepy uh sam do you know anything about the house that was used in the film like did they have to go find one i think uh, so they talked oh. about it oh yeah um the final scenes were filmed at the historic griggs house a 200 year old building 
located in the Patapisco Valley State Park near Granite, Maryland. Um, let's see what the Gurk's house was. God. Uh, two-story tobacco or two-story stucco face post and beam wooden structure house stone foundation uh, 1984 it doesn't say much it's just a house that exists probably it was probably part of the underground railroad at some point it's on that trail yeah yeah oh wow Yep. So probably a safe house at one point and it it just or it was used for um alcohol smuggling too uh, yeah prohibition. those houses usually go co- uh, hand in hand because of the era that they were built hmm. <laughs> oh yeah this is so cre- they, they have like black and white pictures of it which makes it all creepy looking yeah and like going back to the cemeteries just being in the woods um since a lot of families buried their dead on their property Mm-hmm. finding little abandoned cemeteries near old abandoned houses I don't think is that uncommon in America my friends parents who live out in the bumfuck middle of the woods they have a cemetery on their land not theirs Whoa. <laughs> but it's yeah. there God. it exists yep. I had a classmate in college who the, her like side yard was a cemetery what yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's also fairly common if you're the house next to a church. Yes. Oh yeah. That, because especially, those are usually around the same, like they're usually plotted together. Yeah. Uh, especially in England. England has all of their like little cemeteries in front England of their England is haunted. It's just haunted. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, to be fair, that whole country kind of has some weird things going on. So. Yeah. They're much older than America, so of course it's just naturally haunted anyway. Well, I mean, you have England with their fun, and then you have France with their dead body passageways, so yeah. like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that whole area is just like, yeah. people, we use them for everything. Mm-hmm. people their dead bodies we don't care about <laughs> disturbing them and haunt and making them haunt us we're just right. gonna nice <laughs> anyway awesome any other realistic aspects like you know, we talked about not leaving the trail not throwing the map away getting a person that can read the map yeah uh packing for more than two days especially if you're in the woods just in case oh the yeah. scene where they're trying to like rock hop across the creek <laughs> yeah. and you literally just get the, the the first photo like image of her feet wet and they're both oh. just laughing at her and i'm like that that's i can relate to that right yeah just because like the you can feel how sad she looks as she's like looking at her feet because they're now soaking wet and mm. she's just like <sighs> Okay. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, I'm glad that you guys find it funny that I'm just going to be uncomfortable for the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> like, I know she's upset, but the way she, like, said it, like, uncomfortable, it's, like, kind of funny. Yeah. And then, and then oh. Josh, I think, was like, and we fell in the water, too. That's why this is funny. But she yeah. just feels like it's because she was the last one. Yeah. But she's just getting the front of it, but it's just, it's funny. It's very relatable. Yeah, he's like, we're all uncomfortable, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm uncomfortable, you guys. She's like that little sister moment of like, I'm sorry, it's not, I'm just not okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a wet spot on my star. <laughs> and like that sucks, but like, dude, when you're walking, you just gotta like go. Right. <laughs> and that's why you should take extra shoes and socks with you when you go hiking. Or you yeah, know, wear like thing. muck boots so you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like my first thought was like they get up to the creek and I'm like, y'all didn't wear footwear to just like go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they got like ten. Well, she's like boots on, but they're not like the boots that you should have like right. for hiking for like multi-day hikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's all I have because we went over a lot of the realistic aspects. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so I guess now we can go ahead and move on to where we like to grade the movie and we grade it. Uh, there, there are three different grades a movie can get. Um, oh yeah, that fucked me up, which is like the best. And it was really scary. We really enjoyed it. Really effective. Then there's meh, which is what it means, like basically in the middle. And then there's like, <laughs> this doesn't happen often, but like, what the fuck was that? I think is our, <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just watch? And that's like the bad one. That's like, it's like this was stupid like you know it shouldn't exist right (laughs) sam and i just recently graded something with that grade (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah so i'd um, give it a it fucked me up i mean there's a reason this movie holds such a legacy and why so many found footage films have come out mm -hmm. in the past 21 years and they're never as good (laughs) yes i second that notion oh yeah i third it I mean, I'd say Cloverfield is just as good. That's a good movie, But that's too. a very, that's a very but different it, genre of oh, found yeah. footage. But aren't they, don't they talk about how they're kind of related? Blair Witch? Yeah, it, so this one was later used by similar horror films of Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield. So this Cloverfield is like, yeah. Ah, yeah. The, like the, the technique of it. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. technique of like having the shaky cam, like uh, Paige yeah. said, because... Blair Witch was like the, one of the first to do the shaky cam mm-hmm. and then we have a split so Cloverfield took the shaky cam and uh, Paranormal Activity took the paranormal part right. um, so yeah. and I think paranormal, paranormal Activity is also found footage it's just a it's home, home video it's footage home, <laughs> it's home video footage yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like Cloverfield also um, borrowed Blair Witch's marketing technique oh which was um, all the characters in Cloverfield have their own MySpace profiles. Uh-huh. That's so. pretty cool. Well, they don't now, but. <laughs> yeah. So it, it didn't have the same like overall um, effect as the Blair Witch Project, but it is a nice little homage to that. Right. That's awesome. But yeah, this gets a fucked me up. Its legacy is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it also time. helps that like I feel as though I was the same age as the characters mm-hmm. whereas if I was younger I don't know if it would freak me out as more or mm-hmm. if it would freak me out even more so I do I- wonder how Gen Z would react to this movie because like Jacqueline said it's not on Netflix a whole lot the right. last time I remember actually seeing it on Netflix was the first time I watched it eight years ago, my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. Um, so. Yes. <laughs> this, this movie could go viral on TikTok any day now. Right. And then my next question is, if you were like a parent, would you just like judge them the entire time? Like, 
what parents let them do this and why didn't they whoops why didn't they <laughs> go like check in on them or go like with them or you know what I mean so I feel like right. being around their age helps the yeah. efficacy of it too yeah definitely and I don't know how parents would react to it I my boyfriend's mom would probably uh judge parents harshly for letting the kids even though they're probably college students maybe even grad students doing their homework right uh yeah because I was watching a we were trying to watch a West Memphis 3 documentary at their house once and his mom was like oh no that wouldn't happen to my kids because I always knew where my kids were but that was in 1994 when kids were just like let out to live their own lives even at eight years old (laughs) yeah like I know you're saying that but did you yeah (laughs) yeah it was just such a different era especially whenever um like uh school shootings and school violence started to happen and I feel like whenever that started to happen parents just put a lid on it and Mm -hmm. they were like you know what cell phones I need to know where you're at I need to know where you're going you have to come home at this time like they didn't just let him go anymore because before that started to happen it didn't matter it was okay it was the norm mm-hmm. it was a, our culture right um, I, I, I at like 10 I was riding my bike around my town like, yeah <laughs> hey mom I'm going out to hang with my friends cool be home by dinner okay cool beans okay bye <laughs> like, and like you could possibly never speak to her again but you probably would you know, because like nothing had ever happened before that. Right. And then mm-hmm. when, when all when, when children were dying, that's when people were like, you know what, I need to not not be like that anymore. And I need to be a bit more like strict, I guess, for them at the time. But now it, it is like the culture of like to be 100% involved in your child's life until they move out. <laughs> But then I find it more comical because we grew up with stranger danger. Don't get in anyone's car. And yet we right. have like four apps to go get in some random person's car and go yeah. home. Oh, yeah. Like- Absolutely. <laughs> I, know, I, I used to get in strangers' cars all the time when ironic. I was in high school. Yeah. It's just like an ironic thing. Um, yeah. But that's a good that's a good point, too. Absolutely. Like, as much as they were like, yeah, go do stuff. Don't yeah. be stupid about the stuff you do. Like, right exactly now it's like i don't trust you to go do stuff mm-hmm. so it makes it worse <laughs> like yeah this, this one time after we saw a local community theater play because my friend had a crush on one of the actors we were standing around in the parking lot talking afterwards and this guy just comes up to us and says hey can you guys get in the back of my truck and we're like okay the fuck well i mean we hesitated for a second but then he <laughs> it was because he parked on an incline and was having trouble backing up because of the mud Oh, and so he needed the- now there's context. Yeah, yeah Sam. <laughs> the fuck? Hey, come get in my truck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's candies or tacos because, like, I'm down for that. Candies or tacos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man. Yeah. I think we can wrap this up, Jacqueline, if you're ready with the end notes. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm always prepared. I have them open. Um. Okay. So. Excellent conversation. Thank you so much, Paige, for joining us. Let us go through the outro notes. So Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today we learned that you should not kick the map in the creek. You should bring someone with you that can read a map without a map. You should not leave the trail. You should light a fire. All of these things we've learned. All right, moving on. 
Like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check and out I have, I have started updating the website again. Yeah, you know what? I got my newsletter email because I'm a subscriber, Sam, so... I like it. I, th- I think that uh, our, our uh, subscribers are really excited to uh, start listening again. All anyway, two of them. Yeah, all two of them. Stoked. Oh yeah, they're getting them emails, man. And it says, we just posted a new video or a new podcast, whatever. Uh, the fuck, who was I? Uh, check out the submit page. Yeah, okay. Submissions are open for a yearly anthology, as they always are, called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror. And if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. So other pertinent news, we did have a guest on our podcast today, Paige from the Debatable Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So Paige, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? Um, Well, one, thank you for letting me be on your show too. I greatly appreciate it. And it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, Two, I do stream. So if you want to watch some fun, chill uh, indie games that I play, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash D-A-M-E-N 1446. You can also follow me on Twitter uh, at at underscore D-A-M-E-N 1446. I do my uh, stream updates through there. I will make random comments about things that happen throughout the day stuff like that and you can also find me on t13 media which is where the debatable podcast is i have a little like personal blurb on there if you want to learn more about me and the people that i debate topics with and that's pretty much all i got (laughs) awesome that's perfect so guys go and check out Paige. she's out there waiting for you to connect with her um any other pertinent news sam no nothing i can reveal yet no, Ooh. nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.